Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Surprise! We're back with a very special bonus episode. And this week, it's all about Vietnam. Of course, Colton and his ladies went to Vietnam for their dates this week on The Bachelor. But also, Vietnam has its own franchise of The Bachelor now. You may remember The Bachelor of Vietnam from that very special viral moment that happened last year in which one woman who was eliminated ended up going back and confessing her love to another female contestant. During the rose ceremony. During the rose ceremony. It was very dramatic. The most dramatic rose ceremony. And and dramatic and filled with true love. Yes. Uh, and we got the opportunity to speak with An Tran, the executive producer and showrunner of Bachelor Vietnam, and Antu Nguyen, who is a story producer on the show. And we had a great conversation. We talked about this moment when these two women confessed their love. We talked about the challenges and the the joys of bringing The Bachelor to Vietnam. And we talked a little bit about that special Vovinam date in Vietnam. And Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) We had a great time having this conversation, so we hope you enjoy listening to it. So we were really excited to have this opportunity to interview two of the people who created Bachelor Vietnam, Antu Nguyen, a story producer, and An Tran, the executive producer and showrunner of Bachelor Vietnam. Thank you both so much for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having us. Of course. And this feels like especially good timing since uh, this week on The American Bachelor, they actually went to Vietnam and had a little you know, meeting with uh, the host of Bachelor of Vietnam. So it's really just all worlds colliding right here. So we wanted to start by asking you both, like, how this all started. How did you both get involved with the show? And what did making the show look like for, for both of you? Uh, this is the first production I ever worked on. I was just a fan of the American Bachelor. So this is like queer Vietnamese American feminist living in Saigon, working in office job. And I happened to meet... 
the director a few years ago who mentioned he was bringing the show here. And I just jokingly said, you should hire me. I know everything about the show. And then a few years ago, it actually materialized. So just from being a fan of the show. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a little bit different. Um, so we have a production company out in Vietnam called Happy Canvas Films. And we uh, traditionally have worked on feature films. This is actually the first uh, uh, television show that we've worked on. Um, a couple associates of ours uh, over at Fusion 3 Media had brought the show to Vietnam. And it was also their first television production. So uh, we kind of joined forces and uh, we said, you know, this is such a great opportunity, such a great property to be able to license in this market. Um, and we thought that the market was ready for a show like The Bachelor. So we put our heads together, uh, went out, and uh, ostensibly produced this, uh, this wonderful property. Did the American show or any of the other international uh, versions of, of the franchise have any viewership in Vietnam before that? Or was this like a, a fresh introduction to the Vietnamese audience? I, w- I would say it's mostly fresh. Um, the American one has been syndicated on like English language cable channels in Vietnam, but nothing really for the Vietnamese market. So this was very fresh. We're introducing the format and the concept to Vietnam. And what was the reaction like? I would say that the reaction for season one, at first, was a lot of hesitancy. Uh, you know, Vietnam being a, a, a burgeoning, you know, uh, market as it is, it has brought over a lot of different types of formats. You know, we have uh, Idol, we have Next Top Model, we have Project Runway, we have The Face, uh, we have uh, The Voice, you know, all these different formats. And we brought this format over, um, being, Vietnam is a very pro-feminist, uh, a pro-woman type of society, and people were very curious as to our interpretation of how we would produce the show. Would we be as salacious as our American cousins? You know, would we, it would it all be about that salaciousness and not really about the, the, the cultural characters uh, that were on the show? And, and I think that we proved to the world uh, early on uh, even though there was hesitancy, that you know we were able to produce it in a way that fits appropriately to the culture of uh, of, of the country. What what were the biggest differences that you tried to bake into the show, or the the biggest uh, steps you tried to take to make sure that it was really suited to your specific audience? That great question. I, I, I think the most important thing for uh, that we baked into the show was we really let the characters do whatever they wanted to do. I mean, that's the way reality TV works, and that's how good reality TV works. Just point the camera, let the characters do their thing, and then kind of figure it out in the editing room. But because of the nature of, you know, just Vietnamese culture in general, you know, people are a little bit more shy. Um, so a lot of, like I said, the salaciousness that is, uh, uh, you know, it is to the core of uh, Bachelor in Paradise, you know, Bachelor Winter Games, but even Bachelor regular, uh, the, the regular American show isn't really uh, in in the, the format that we have in the sense of, uh, you know, th- there was only one kiss on screen, and that was at the very, very end when he uh, essentially, you know, proposes to the, uh, to the winner. Uh, whereas, you know, you would get, you know, three or four kissing scenes uh, in, in most rose ceremonies. <laughs> Yeah, night one. <laughs> yeah, I think also, like you said, like Anne said, it's just kind of like 
pointing to the camera and let things happen naturally. And so those aspects of Vietnamese culture kind of naturally came out. So this isn't something produced or something that was inherent in our structure. But for our show, it was very much not just about women vying for this one man. It's equally as much about him proving that he's worthy of these women's time and worthy of these women staying in the competition. Like, notably on our very first episode, three women actually declined his rose in the first rose ceremony. And that's not a knock onto our bachelor. He was very kind. He was, like, very charming and attentive. But it just shows the women here valued themselves and took the time out of their lives. So they have no worries about saying, this isn't a fit for me. Like, the idea that a thin, the Cinderella myth isn't enough of a guarantee that you can take it for granted that the women will stay just for the sake of it. And then also, I think it goes to show the difference of producing your first season of the show versus your 23rd season of the show. Because we don't really have that, like, bachelor career trajectory that you can have in the States of, like, you get to go on Bachelor in Paradise and maybe you get a sell sugar bear hair products on your Instagram or something like that. <laughs> so it's like women have to, <laughs> yeah, you can't, it's not a guarantee that they would stay. So, but I think that made it a very interesting dynamic. And then our bachelor was very up to the challenge. Like he would do these beautiful, thoughtful things. Like one woman contestant, he gave her a single uh, one-on-one date rose and she told him she wasn't sure if she could accept it and had to wait to the rose ceremony. And he wrote, her a letter and then he put eight rose petals from that rose eight to signify like infinity so he like it kind of drove the show to go into these thoughtful romantic places that i i as a fan of the show hasn't have not seen in the franchise before we need more of this on the american show i want to see the leads you know try a little harder I, i mean sometimes i feel like that is demanded of the the women um on the bachelorette but the bachelor it's sort of yeah it's Treat it as a real trauma if a woman wants to, you know, send herself, send herself home. Um, it was really interesting. I, uh, yeah. wow, I can't, one can only dream of a season in which, like, four women sent themselves home on the first night. <laughs> yeah. So he did, he, so the, the woman, one of the women he had a very strong connection with, so he was able to have a heart-to-heart with her, and she made it to the top two, so... Wow. People did fall in love with him, and he did have a good relationship. But, yeah, it's just we couldn't have to treat it differently the first season of a show and in this country versus 23rd season, like, in the state. Yeah, but it also made the producers have a heart attack pretty much every single night because <laughs> we were freaking out. Like, these were very – like, honestly, you saying, these are very strong, independent women who, you know, wanted to make their own decisions, forge their own path forward. And uh, every single night when we had a rose ceremony, I was sitting in the control booth, freaking out, mm-hmm. hoping that uh, not no more no no more women actually would leave the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually surprised with uh, the two women who declared their love for each other, Dupnia and Mintu. So Dupnia is the short-haired blonde woman who already had a rose, and then Mintu was the long-haired had long black hair. Is the one that declared their declared her love and asked Tupnew to leave and then Tupnew returned her rose and I remember being behind the camera and being like I didn't even know that was an option <laughs> I thought once you had a rose you had a rose <laughs> but that was a tremendous uh, story everyone was 
very surprised. Like no one had an inkling that that was going to happen. Like their relationship was quite close. So it's quite normal for the contestants to get close to each other because they spend a lot more time with each other than they do with The Bachelor. But yeah, for me, absolutely. what was shocking wasn't wasn't really that they fell in love, but that they chose such kind of like a public platform to do it. The rose ceremony is so such a spectacle. It's in front of everyone. It's It wasn't a case where like our cameras happened to pick up a love confession in the kitchen or something. It was they really, truly wanted to tell everyone, all the fellow contestants, the hosts, about their love for each other, which is something rare to happen in Vietnam to do it so openly. Cause to do it openly, yeah. Because they could have right. done it. There's been many ways it could have been done discreetly. Like, Soup New could have left the next episode to do a family matter. Or there's many ways. So it's a testament to the bravery and courageousness and openness of these two women. And 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 to add, Min Too was only 20 years old when she did this, you know, and a lot of the contestants are older than her. And to be able to have that type of courage, you know, she's not an actress. She's not, you know, you know, she hasn't done multiple reality TV shows. Just to have that courage to be able to declare your love for somebody else in front of, you know, this older host in front of five different cameras being pointed at you, the lights and all these different things. Uh, you know, it was a testament to their true feelings for each other, which was amazing. That really came across in the clip. I'm wondering um, what the reaction was like both among the cast and crew while that was filming and also then what was the reaction like from the Vietnamese audience? Obviously, we saw how viral that clip went here in the States. At first, I had a heart attack, and then uh, it kind of dawned on me that the situation was actually real. And God bless our director, Danny Doe, right? You know, in any other situation, I think that uh, if I was directing, I would have probably yelled cut and tried to reassess what was happening in the situation. He just let the cameras roll. He told everybody to stay quiet and see how the situation itself played out because it was such an honest and earnest moment um, that, uh, you know, that he had the foresight to realize that, you know, don't, you know, for me as a producer, I thought that, oh my God, more women are leaving the show. I'm freaking out. Right. Uh, but for him, what, for him, it was an honest and earnest moment. And so he let the whole scene kind of breathe. And that's kind of why we had such a viral uh, moment because you could see the the, the the sincerity, I guess, in in the, the clip itself. Yeah, for me, it was like almost so perfect. I was like, oh my god, we couldn't have even written this because uh, Mintu was so beautifully articulated. She was like, I found came to show to found love. I found love, but it wasn't with you; it was someone else. I was like, if I saw it in the film, I wouldn't really. I'd be like, that is so unbelievable. But <laughs> to witness it in front of you. It's pretty crazy. And I think for Vietnam, this was pretty significant pop culturally because, um, like many places, like in Vietnam, like in our pop culture, it's like the concept of glass closets. They're celebrities where everyone knows maybe they're gay or lesbian or LGBT or something like that, but it's not explicitly mentioned. So this was one of the few instances where it's very explicit, unequivocal that these two women are in love with each other. So it was almost kind of like a Ellen Watershed moment. But at the same time, 
uh, in Vietnam in the last decade, the LTPT movement have progressed exponentially. Like we have Viet Pride, we have it in like 30 different cities. Like there's growing uh, awareness about LGBT issues. So on one hand, it was a significant story, but at the same time, Vietnam was not as shocked as it as at it as foreign audiences were. Like they there was a New York Times article being like, "Wow, Vietnam is actually more progressive than everyone thought it would be." <laughs> so I think it, so I think it's it was this rare chance that our story somehow had this became a platform for the world to talk about LGBT issues in Vietnam. And actually, a lot of my activist friends, I have friends who work at major NGOs like ICS or like groups like Nina, which is new, you know, association, which means women love women association. They would message me and say, wow, you're wow. This moment gave so much visibility to this topic that maybe our social movements wouldn't have gotten as viral as that. Yeah. It's interesting that it's, it's happened before on the bachelor Australia, but it's in so many seasons of the bachelor in the U S it's never happened. And it's, I wonder if, if either of you have any theories about why <laughs> the American Bachelor seems to have kept that sort of boxed out of its, its Bachelor narratives. That's a great question. I, 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 I can't answer the, the why the Americans or any of the other territories uh, haven't had this narrative yet. The fact that it was the first time in Bachelor history. Remember, The Bachelor is produced in 30 different countries, and there's over 100 seasons amongst all these different countries that they've had uh, that they've had the show. That means over 1,200 different episodes, and uh, this narrative has never played out. Um, and I, I, I can't really tell you the why, but I, I'm just as shocked as everybody else was the fact that it did play out here in Vietnam. I mean, for me, I think it's also. Maybe it sounds naive or innocent to say, but their story is real. Chup Nhi and Mintu are truly in love with each other. They live together. Oh. Uh, they went to Hanoi Park together. So they're 100% a real couple. So, yes, you can try to produce, like, so, like scandalous situations. But when something's real, something's real. And if it just develops, <laughs> like it just happens. So I don't know why Vietnam in particular or it's just, like, these two women had that connection. Because, yeah... They honestly, Livia, I travel with them, so I can attest that they are a very cute PDA couple. <laughs> uh, they wear adorable matching outfits. It's Vietnamese holiday right now called like that, which is like our equivalent of Christmas. And they're going separately to their families. And they were like, oh, no, this will be the longest period of time that we've been apart since the show. So they, in this case, it was they truly had feelings for each other. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, it's just, yeah, it's surprising almost that it doesn't happen more often, but it's love like that is is not something you find every day. You mentioned that it was something that they they did in this very public way. And I'm curious whether you got the impression that they had spoken about it before or whether, um, you know, the, the woman who had received a rose was just completely shocked by the fact that it was happening in that moment. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's they were developing feelings for each other, but they had not admitted it until then. So Mintu, wow. the long-haired girl who was eliminated, felt that that moment in her row was like her last chance to tell her how she felt. So she 
took it. And then actually, Jupiter, the one with the short hair who had the rose, said she couldn't even hear <laughs> what Minchu was saying because her back was faced to the contestants. Talking to Doom, all she knew is when Minchu came up to her and told her to go home, she was just so moved by the look on her face that she knew she wanted to go home with her. And they talked about how earlier in the season, things happened that retroactively knew was an indication of their feelings. Like, some people joked that Duke New was going to be eliminated in an earlier episode, and then Minto just started crying so much. And even Minto and Duke, they were both shocked. They're like, why? why are you crying so much? <laughs> and then it was like a testament to the depth of her feelings. That's so lovely to hear that they're still together. Um, is the production team all, all in touch with them still? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I uh, we're, we're, we're in touch with both the the winner and, and 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 those two because just you know it. Everybody likes to talk about how fake this show is, right? I mean, you know how how uh, choreographed or how produced these various scenes are, and we we just wanted to show the world that no, this is not produced. These people fell in love and they're still in love with each other. Is the Bachelor still with uh, his pick? Yes. They actually just went on a trip to Paris together, oh. and we our show is unique in that this I think I think it's the first case that a bachelor show produced two happy couples on screen, not counting like Bachelor in Paradise and stuff. But right, no, it's I, I mean it's definitely never happened in a in an American Bachelor season. And I think the Bachelor Australia they got together off camera after the show. So um, and. The uh, what was the bachelor's reaction after he saw this scene play out? Are they uh, are these two couples friends? Yeah, they get along well. I think at the time he misunderstood what was happening, so I think he at the time just because it's hard to hear like everyone's mic'd up, but that means production can hear everything clearly. But for the people on set, it's difficult to hear and stuff like that. So I think he thought that Mintu was kind of like just trying to get Jupnu to come home with her for friendship or pettiness or something like that. But then when he realized what the true situation was, he was like very supportive. Oh, that's beautiful. So lovely. I would love to see more supportiveness throughout the franchise. <laughs> you can see even in that scene when Jupnu is leaving, she's like, oh, I wish you the best and I hope you find the love. <laughs> like, it's a bit, it's a unique moment in reality TV where it's, it's shocking, but it's not trashy. And I love reality TV. I love Bachelor. So that was something I've never seen on reality TV before, where it was a very beautiful but surprising scene. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from the producers of The Bachelor of Vietnam. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. 
Dressing head to toe in barefoot dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from barefoot dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. 
Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. So let's talk about um, this recent crossover between Bachelor Vietnam and Bachelor U.S. How did that come about? Um, I was in touch with the Bachelor producers here in in the U.S., and um, they had done a trip to Asia, uh, you know, and and they were going to come to Vietnam, and they basically called us up and asked us if there was anything that we could do to kind of work together to make the episode uh, really cool. And this was uh, because one of the, one of the show producers, uh, Julie LaPlaca, uh, kind of reached out and um, uh, 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 tried to make something happen. And so we came up with a couple ideas, whether or not we would do like a double date 
with our winner, or we would. Uh, but we eventually settled on having Coy uh, join uh, Chris Harrison in doing a uh, kind of a, a co-hosting situation. And the funny thing is, so it's about Bobby Nam, and they train with a special master there. <laughs> Koi, by coincidence, actually had trained with that master for a, <laughs> to do send for a film years ago. So he was like, oh, I know this guy already. Oh, I know Bobby Nam. So it's actually a wonderful coincidence that he actually did know Bobby Nam or know about this martial art. So he was able to give really accurate commentary. I think it's accurate. <laughs> it was pretty accurate. Yeah. I think everyone knows there's not this much laughter. <laughs> that was well, a fantastic you know, but... line. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I was. It didn't look like like they were really doing any sort of real Vovinal moves, <laughs> but I'm not the expert, so I appreciated having that that insight. Mm-hmm. Were were was your team there for the filming of that date? Yeah, actually, I was able to accompany Koi, and we also have one of our other executive producers, John Tun Nguyen, who also came. And it was amazing to be able to see how an American production works, and also because it's like such a unique experience to produce a Bachelor show, so it's like, oh my God, other people who make it. (laughs) And this was actually... A few days before we were going to film our Women Tell All special, so it was I was able to use it as a master class to study how to do so the long gale, Chris Harrison, I would ask everyone, like, how would you do Women Tell All? Any hints about how we should do it. So it was a great time to be able to meet and converse with other people who've shared this very unique experience. Yeah, it really is like the Bachelor family around the world. Were they pretty involved in, I mean, do they give a lot of guidance or parameters for how these uh, international shows go, or are they very hands-off, it's your ship sort of thing? Uh, A little bit of both. Um, For the first few episodes uh, that we filmed, we had a Bachelor consultant from the UK come on to set, and this woman... Uh, and Cornell Wells has worked on, I think, 15 different territories or something to that effect. And so she was, you know, yeah, she was the guru. She knew everything um, that needed to be done. And so probably, you know, every mistake that we are probably going to make, uh, she kind of helped uh, soften the blow or, 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 or helped us sidestep a lot of the landmines that, that uh, we were probably going to, uh, 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 some of the landmines that were out there. Did you, uh, have you guys seen the final cut of the episode? Yeah, I've seen it. It's a very dramatic episode. <laughs> Aren't they all? The most dramatic, as Chris Harrison the would say. The most dramatic. The most dramatic. <laughs> but literally, like, one girl left, one, Demi, Demi got eliminated before yeah. the little ceremony. Basically, all the troublemakers in that one episode got wiped away. But now Hannah B, if you see the trailer, I was watching it at a bar called Wine Down San Francisco where they do bachelor screening nights. And then when there was the preview for next week's episode, Hannah Hannah B had what everyone yelled in the bar, yelled crazy eyes. So we're like, oh, she's the new villain. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, they always need at least one. Someone has to fill that role. (laughs) 
what what did you think about the way that the episode uh, ended up showing their time in Vietnam? Like it's something that the show has gotten criticism for in the past is when they do these international dates, they can play into stereotypes or not be very sensitive. How did you think that they did? And, and are there any sort of pitfalls do you think that they have started to be better at avoiding? I think it's a mix of things. So like I said, of course, people are going to think like, well, being like doing martial arts in an Asian country is stereotypical. But then on the other hand, well, Vietnam is actually a Vietnamese martial art that probably Western audiences have never heard of before. And then, like I said, our host actually trained there and actually does well, you know. <laughs> so in terms of like it being that's like inauthentic, in this case, it's like, mm. it's just that Vietnam is a multifaceted country. So I think all the elements they showed are real aspects of Vietnam. Are those the only aspects of Vietnam? No, but everything they show is something that exists. Like, we do have countryside. We do eat certain kinds of food. We do... Those boats are used. But do we also have Gucci stores and, like, crazy iPhones and stuff like that? We also have that as well. I... The only thing is, the the music for me, I was like, mm, that is a little bit stereotypical. But... <laughs> that was Colton our reaction, had, too. <laughs> but, but Colton, had, when they had the one-on-one day and then they had the Vietnamese traditional music and the woman wearing traditional Vietnamese uh, costumes. Oh, yeah. That is part of the... So, you, you win some or lose. I think it's mostly better than past episodes have been. So, most of it was, I feel like, reflective of aspects of Vietnam. Good. It was just more mm-hmm. a little bit of the background music. But probably <laughs> that's just because it's from the Warner Brothers music category, music catalog. <laughs> Which we also use some. So I sometimes when I hear the American version, I'm like, I recognize that song from the catalog. <laughs> yeah, their music cues are very on the nose. You can just see them going into the catalog and searching for certain keywords. But I did love the the private performance. That was one of the better private concerts we've seen. Yeah, we were very glad that there were no like Z list country stars flown in. So. <laughs> Yeah, for us in the show, they're very good at, like, um, protecting the confidentiality of the show. So when we came to film for Koi, we could only actually come for that aspect of the filming. So all the other aspects of the episode, I got to watch for the first time as a viewer as well. Yeah. Did you get to interact with Colton or, or see him at work at all while you were there? A little bit. I He's actually more magnetic and charming in person i would say because uh, i i didn't super love him in bachelorette or like bachelor in paradise and i was like we just saw this guy so many times already but then when i met him in person i was like i kind of get it and i'm a queer woman myself so i'm not even that into guys and i was like <laughs> maybe i would climb him like a tree or something like that so he's very charming and he's also very sweet and kind we me and the host took a bunch of pictures with him and he was very game and like Oh. And then Chris Harrison was also very, like, you, you didn't see these bits, but there were some parts where he was, like, speaking Vietnamese, and he was, like, trying really hard to make sure he gets pronunciation correct and stuff like that. So he was also such a gem and very culturally respectful. And That's so good to hear. We were We were all kind of wondering, like, what the translator situation was like there because... Um, 
Chris in the scene seemed to be like understanding everything Koi was saying in Vietnamese. And I was like, I don't know if Chris Harrison is uh, fluent in Vietnamese. Maybe. <laughs> he tried. He, his pronunciation kind of got better. Better than what some expats have after living here for like three years. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Way to go, Chris. So, uh, you know, one thing that, that on a, in a related note, uh, The Bachelor in the U.S. has struggled with for a while is, is representation of, you know, racial diversity. And uh, even by, by the end of our last date, uh, we're really down to kind of a bunch of uh, blonde white women on the show again. Um, and a lot of that has to do with leads, decisions, and so on. But how do you feel about how The Bachelor in the U.S. has has attempted to increase its representation in the past few years? Do you think they're doing a good job? I think the fact that they're cognizant that this is an issue and they're making some efforts to uh, improve is a step forward. Like, there were quite a few like Asian Americans in this cast. We had Rachel as a lead, even though there's many problematic aspects for a Rachel season. Why, <laughs> if you have the first Black Bachelorette, why would you ever have someone like Lee on that show? But I do think there's more of a consciousness of that, of that kind of diversity and then also the global diversity as well. And I think there's so much to go into it as well. It's like the lead and the connection you have with that person. But I think... The diversity issue is a reason why our show really uh, kind of made a significant impact on the Asian diaspora worldwide. Because so for people, Asian-American audiences who might wait a long time to ever see an Asian-American lead on The Bachelor, for them, watching a show like ours was very empowering. So in a lot of Asian-American media, was very excited about The Bachelor Vietnam. Like, this was about when... Crazy Rich Asians was coming out, and then Crazy Rich Asians in their trailer has that thing where one of the characters is like, "Oh, he's like the next Asian. He's like the Asian bachelor." <laughs> I love that line. Also, oh, we have the Asian bachelor. We have the Asian bachelor, yeah. and then especially with the Vietnamese audience in general, like after the war, after the Vietnam War, there's a lot of immigration globally. So we have a very strong global. Vietnamese diaspora around the world. So Vietnamese Americans like me and Ann or Vietnamese Australians, Vietnamese Germans who are in in, still in touch with the culture, still connected to the history and are interested in the show. And so our show was able to give that representation. So besides like Vietnamese locals, we also had a Vietnamese German vlogger who's hilarious and amazing, Britannia Karma. We had a Vietnamese Swedish Bella. Like we've had... Our fashion with French Vietnamese. You know, uh, so you know, it was, it was quite the quite the diverse uh, 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 cast. But I think one of the really really cool things about the diaspora is that Vietnam is still considered like a small developing country. So when cool things happen in Vietnam, they make huge waves across the globe. And you know, uh, you know, I thought we executed well on uh, the the show itself. But, uh, you know, every time we would have an episode come out and we would put the best of moments, we would just get a lot of uh, a lot of fans from around the world who were, you know, really, really into the show uh, because, you know, it, it, it's just really cool to see uh, Vietnamese kind of represented in, in, in such a way and having such a big franchise 
uh, being produced in uh, small countries like Vietnam. Is there any way for American audiences to check out Bachelor Vietnam? Because we'd love to see it. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you go to the Bachelor Vietnam Facebook and the Bachelor Vietnam YouTube page, uh, what we have been able to do is we cut, like, the best of episodes. You won't see full episodes, but uh, our best of clips will have subtitles, and it'll give you a good idea of kind of what happened uh, on a episode-by-episode basis. That's awesome. And if anyone wants to apply, like we said, we ex- had uh, contestants from all around the world. So anyone anywhere can apply to be on our show. You just have to speak Vietnamese. <laughs> but <laughs> That's yeah. A lot of people in America, or a lot of, I'm sure a lot of here to make friends, listeners, you're out there, the Vietnamese speakers. I'm one of them. I've listened to your longtime listener, also Vietnamese, so... Yeah, Our people are out there. Yeah, everyone so apply. apply. Find love. <laughs> yes, yes. We were we would be so on board if someone listened to this interview and then applied and got on the show. That would just make our dreams yeah. come true. I would really felt like I'd made a yeah. difference in the world. <laughs> uh, so, so you are uh, filming future seasons. Are you, are you doing a Bachelorette? Are you doing more uh, Bachelor shows? We are going to do another season of The Bachelor, and I think we'll get one more season under our belt of The Bachelor before we move off onto The Bachelorette. Very cool. So you're accepting applications now? Oh, we are. You know, that's the greatest part. Like, so, you know, uh, every single day we get between five and sometimes 15 applicants <laughs> for the future season of The Bachelor. And so uh, it, it's really cool. And, and like, like Antti was saying, we get applicants from all around the world. You know, Germany, Australia, got uh, Sweden, Italy, uh, the U.S. especially. Yeah, the, you know, there's a huge diaspora of uh, Vietnamese around the world. I think Vietnam as a country, um, you know, has made it onto the global map in the sense of it's the second fastest growing economy in Asia, only behind China for the last 10 years. So you see a lot of uh, Vietnamese Americans, Vietnamese uh, Germans, Vietnamese Australians wanting to come back to Vietnam to see that rapid change before, you know, Vietnam goes from a developing country to a fully developed country. And and so th- there's just this huge curiosity amongst people like myself and people like I'm too who want to come back to Vietnam just to experience something uh, really, really cool. That is Wonderful. And we are definitely going to be checking out all of the clips that we can find of The Bachelor of Vietnam. And yeah, to our listeners, you know, if you speak Vietnamese, send in your applications now. And we also hope to, you know, see maybe some contestants from Bachelor of Vietnam on any future international um, American based shows like, you know, another Winter Games or a Bachelor in Paradise. Um, yeah, we would love that. <laughs> we have some great people we have some ideas already and actually a fair amount of our girls speak rather good english so they could be a full-fledged character um in ways that asian participants and details have not been yes there there's room to improve yeah no i do I, love yuki yuki was awesome yeah. no no i i'm so proud of the casting that we did for this season because we just had some really, really intelligent, beautiful, smart women, like, you know, women like Midwin, who is finishing up her degree at the University of Virginia in math and applied physics, you know, 
and she was uh, top four or top five, right? Wow. Or Bella, who speaks German, Swedish, English, and Vietnamese. My God. Or, uh, <laughs> Yu Dang, you know, who was the uh, the, the runner-up, right, the, the, the play second, you know, she's getting a degree, her master's at the University of Irvine uh, in California, uh, you know, and, and speak perfect English. So, I mean, we had a great diverse yeah. cast. Let me do a shout-out for Britannia Kama, who is Vietnamese-German, and she won the hearts of the Vietnamese audience. She's also this hilarious blogger, and one of her things she wanted to use the show as a platform for was to show that beauty comes in every size. So she's gorgeous and plus size and proud of it. And that is also something that hasn't commonly been in other franchises of The Bachelor, like the U.S. Bachelor, like no. celebrating diversity <laughs> of beauty and how beauty can come in different forms. And she's hilarious. She's like, if you ask the average Vietnamese audience member, like, who's your favorite character, it would be Rit, most likely. Wow, I would love to see more casting like that in every reality show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of room um, for improvement across the board. But this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you guys so much for getting uh, on the phone with us. No, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. And we'll be keeping a close a close watch for future seasons of Bachelor Vietnam. And everyone, uh, as they said, you can check out clips on the Bachelor Vietnam Facebook and YouTube page. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our guests, An Tran and Antun Nguyen, and our wonderful producers, Sarah Patterson and Nick Offenberg. Subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss not just Colton's recaps, but these surprise special episodes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod or individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will see you again next week. Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money.